Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey. Welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. Very, very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you. As we come together, and the Lord allows us this time every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, live at 4 p.m. Eastern time for this program, Come to Me, and uh, praying that you are having a blessed, happy, holy day, safe day, um, Interesting day today, Election Day. I don't know if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook. Of course, we're coming to you live video right now. Uh, in addition to all of our radio stations and audio platforms, you can go to youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia.org or to our Facebook page where we're also streaming live video. It's facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia. And on uh, our homepage, domesticchurchmedia.org, live video. I have my I Vote sticker on. You know, they give them out at the polling places. Cheryl and I live in Pennsylvania, so we were able to go vote in person today. Although I was a little I was a little surprised it wasn't really a voting booth. We actually had to fill out a form and then give it to the young lady and she put it into the machine. So I'm just hoping everything is on the up and up. I'm, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, but not you know. I thought we'd be pushing the buttons and pulling the lever the way we used to. But I guess with COVID, they're not doing that. Anyway, we're there. Uh, waited about oh maybe 30, 35 minutes this morning. We got there on ten o'clock this morning, um, and there was a line. And uh, get out and vote if you haven't voted yet. Get out and vote. Vote, vote, vote. You know, it's it's a moral obligation we have in this country to vote. Uh, a wonderful right, and. Um, just pray that everything goes according to God's will. That's the prayer. You know, we, we're not here to tell you who to vote for or to, to choose a political party. I shared with you a couple of weeks ago the, the, the two party platforms, especially those non-negotiables that are so important to the people of God. Um, but just stressing to vote with a good, well-formed and well-informed Catholic conscience. And pray that God's will be done. That's the that's the key. Just to pray that God's will be done. And so uh, today we're gonna uh, Holy Father. You know, over the weekend gave a beautiful little Angelus message on the Feast of All Saints, and then yesterday, uh, the Feast of All Souls, gave another teaching on uh, the, the the poor souls in purgatory. So I'll share that with you. But we'll start with our prayer time, and um, we're praying, uh, my friends, for our country today. As I said, praying that God's will be done, and, and we'll pray as we have been praying now for many months, the prayer for the United States of America uh, that we've uh, so happy to have sent out 5,000 of these prayer cards. We, I ordered 5,000 back in July, and they were all sent out. And uh, when Bruce was here yesterday, he, he had a stack uh, that he had given to a, a, a friend, and uh 
the last stack. <laughs> and they were all distributed as well. So lots of prayers being raised, as you know. And there are also special um, locations right now and this evening where you can go and pray. Uh, I'll share some of that with you at the bottom of the hour when we come back from our first from our break. Um, but right now, let's pray. So wherever you are listening or watching, my brothers and sisters, I invite you to join me and all of our family. And even those who aren't joining us right now, as you know, uh, there are millions of prayers being prayed for the outcome of this election. Again, that God's will be done. And not just the presidential race, but even in the those individuals who are running for Senate, Congress, and even on, on, on the local, more local level, state level, and, and municipal level. You know, we have such a, a wonderful, beautiful country here that was founded on the basic Judeo-Christian principles uh, from the very beginning with the Declaration of Independence, declaring that we are all created equal by God, and we are all endowed with the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Those are the founding principles of our country, and we want to continue to live by those principles and be governed by those principles. We are, and the beautiful thing is, and we must never forget, a government of the people, by the people, and for the people, and that these individuals that are asking for our vote today, asking for us to select them to represent us and represent the will of the people, it's unique in all of human history, basically. That we have this right, we have this, this, this great freedom in this country to be able to do that. And you know, our church here, so integrated into the fiber of America, uh, and, and for so many years, uh, individuals who would, would uh, understand that the authority that we, and especially the authority God gives them in those positions— Has and has uh, comes with a very very uh, imperative uh, um, design to rule, to lead, to govern, to represent according to the will of the people, but according to the will of the people with and under the basic Judeo-Christian principles upon which our country was founded. So. Keeping all of that in prayer, let's gather from wherever you are. I see we have people watching on YouTube, on Facebook, people who are tuned in our, on our homepage, people listening literally around the world. Let us unite our hearts and minds as one and pray that the outcome of this election today, which will not just have a, a, a long-term effect on our country, but because as the leader of the free world, it will have an enormous effect on the world. So we take it as we've been praying, and we ask our Blessed Mother under the title of the Immaculate Conception as the patroness of our country under that title. We pray this prayer for the United States. It's the, it's the prayer that was prayed uh, first in 1959 at the dedication of the National Basilica of the Immaculate Conception to our Blessed Mother, 
watching over our country under the title of the Immaculate Conception. So let's begin, my brothers and sisters, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Trinity, our Father in heaven, who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, Holy Spirit, who chose Mary as your spouse, God the Son, who chose Mary as your mother, in union with Mary, we adore your majesty and acknowledge your supreme eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our president and on all the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of the nation. Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the intercession of our mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, sinners, on all who are in need. Mary, Immaculate Virgin, our Mother, Patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that acting always according to your will and the will of your divine Son, we may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. And as our Holy Father asked us, my brothers and sisters, to pray the prayer to St. Michael and also this beautiful ancient prayer to Our Lady, uh, he asked us this over two years ago with the specific intention to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil. And we've been praying along with that intention, these prayers, to protect our country from the attacks of the devil. So let's raise up our voices now and go to St. Michael. I saw a beautiful image today. I wish we were. Uh, I was able to show it to you here of St. Michael defeating Satan, but with the American flag behind him. A beautiful image. I just picture that wonderful, holy uh, archangel defending our country. So we pray, St. Michael the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. St. Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And I'm sorry, my friends, I do have another prayer here uh, that I meant to throw in there, but uh, I forgot. But here it is. It's a prayer for the election. And this is written by the servant of God, Father John Harden, and it was uh, distributed today via email by our network, EWTN. So if you would allow me to pray this as well for the election. 
Lord Jesus Christ, you told us to give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. Enlighten the minds of our people in America. May we choose a president of the United States and other government officials according to your divine will. Give our citizens the courage to choose leaders of our nation who respect the sanctity of unborn human life and, san and the sanctity of marriage, the sanctity of marital relations, the sanctity of the family, and the sanctity of the aging. Grant us the wisdom to give you what belongs to you, our God. If we do this as a nation, we are confident you will give us an abundance of your blessings through our elected leaders. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That was uh, emailed, I guess if you're, if you're on, as I am, uh, the EWTN distribution list, that prayer was uh, uh, emailed by the network. And it really just says it all, doesn't it, my friends, that we pray that we choose a president and senators and congressmen and, and, and women, all government officials, according to the divine will of Almighty God, but with specific requirements that we must place on these people that we have the courage to vote for people who respect the sanctity of the unborn who respect the sanctity of marriage, who respect the sanctity of marital relations, who respect the sanctity of the family and the sanctity of the aging. These are non-negotiables. And as I shared with you uh, a few weeks ago, going over the party platforms, sadly, one platform, the platform of, of the Democrat Party, falls very short in those areas. And the platform of the Republican Party upholds most of them, not all. So then you say, well, how can I vote? Well, you know, as, as uh, Father Frank Pavone said, you, you, you vote for the, the lesser of any evil if we only have two choices. But we just really have to pray and pray hard. And I'm going to say this, my friends. You know, I, I, I've shared with you um, many times in, in, the, in the past couple of months I, 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 that I felt in my heart, and I don't know what it is, that we are going to see the manifestation of divine intervention in our country of a most extraordinary kind. I don't know what that's going to be or when or how. I'm feeling right now. How about you? I, you know what I'm feeling today? As I said, Cheryl and I went out. We voted. We went. We 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 went. We'd meet the the early rush because the polls in Pennsylvania opened at seven. Of course, that's where we live. Uh, we're able to vote in person. We did. We decided a while back we were we weren't going to mail in votes, although we had that option that we wanted to go and vote in person. And so we said, let's just wait until mid morning. Maybe the the lines will have uh, shortened a bit because people going to vote before they head off to work and things. So we went, and, and the line wasn't long, but there was a line, and we, and we stood on line for about 30, 35 minutes maybe, um, but it was windy and cold. Everybody was respectful of, e of each other, even chatted with some people around us. Um, people were socially distancing. 
wearing masks, doing all the proper things. Very pleasant and polite inside once you got into the actual polling place. And as I said, you know, you had to fill out uh, a paper ballot and then hand it to uh, the individual who was sitting at the actual machine where she would then feed it into the machine. It would scan your choices that way. Um, But now I've been feeling the rest of the day, it's almost like the lull. And I don't want to say storm, but we know we've heard reports and you see the the businesses boarding up their windows, expecting violence. And, and, and I guess the question is why? For 244 years, we've done this process every four years, and there has always been a peaceful transition of power. That's one of the beautiful things about our country. Look, if the person... Uh, that I voted for doesn't win, I'm not going to go out and and break store windows and steal things. I won't be happy. Might even be a little fearful. But I know that God's in charge. And I I know that, that, you know, we we think about the, the, the action of God in the history of man. He never lets down... His children, he never lets down his people if we remain faithful to him. This country is not perfect by any means, but my goodness, people by the millions every year want to come here. And there's a reason for that. In fact, we were standing online and and the young couple who were in front of us um, were obviously uh, immigrants. They they were speaking... um, uh, a different language and had accents, and, and it seemed to be this was their first vote as as citizens. It was interesting to hear them converse with each other. They seemed very excited about it, that they had a say in who's going to be the head of the country. I don't know what country they came from, but, you know, most countries don't work like that, or a number of them don't work like that. So we place this country into the hands, the immaculate hands of Blessed Mother under the title, and we've, we've, we've uh, asked her to be patroness over this country under the title of the Immaculate Conception. And we have to believe that God is in control and that with Mary's intercession, presenting the country to the Holy Trinity as we pray in our prayer, that God's will be done. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God will take care of his own. I, I've, I've, I'm sure all of you have experienced that in your faithful lives as well, as I have. But I do feel that right now we're waiting, right? We're in a, in a, in a, in a, a waiting, holding pattern, waiting for the results to begin less than four hours from now when the polls begin to close what the people are saying, what the American people are deciding. And again, you just pray that Americans, who the vast majority are are good, honest people, who want the best life possible for themselves and their children and their grandchildren, will make that decision not based on personality and 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 other uh, 
characteristic uh, characteristics of an individual, personality, flaws, whatever, but based on policy. What's the best thing for this country? Who's the best person for this country of the choices we're given? It's always been that way. I think of my, my, my parents, you know, and many of you parents and, and even grandparents, or maybe some of you are members of that, what is being called the greatest generation, the World War II generation, these wonderful people who, who fought so hard for the freedoms that we now have and that sadly at times we abuse. So let's just give it to God through the immaculate hands of Mary and be confident in the outcome that God's will be done. All right, so let's go to Holy Father. Um, This, let's see, we'll do... uh, Let's do All Souls Day first because that's on the way to heaven, and then we'll share with you Holy Father's teaching on All Saints Day. So we'll kind of go in reverse chronological order since yesterday was All Souls Day. Uh, Holy Father visited a cemetery in Vatican City yesterday to pray and offer Mass for the faithful departed. You know, we had a wonderful program yesterday with uh, Bruce here, as he is on every first and third Monday, Bruce Tobacco praying, and we had so many requests, people asking for prayers for their loved ones, their deceased family members and friends who may be in purgatory. Well, uh, Holy Father began his homily yesterday, as he said Mass there, Quoting from St. Paul, hope does not disappoint. The Holy Father said, hope attracts us and gives meaning to life. Hope is a gift from God that draws us to life, towards eternal life. Hope is an anchor we have on the other side. I love that image. Hope is an anchor that we have on that other side. You know, that, that it's there. It's, it's kind of, it's, it, 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 we just have to follow that lead and follow our way. We're anchored and, and headed there. The Holy Father, um, as I said, was at a cemetery in uh, Vat- in the Vatican, and he paused to pray at the tomb uh, tombs at a cemetery there, then visited the crypt of St. Peter's Basilica to spend a moment of, in prayer for the souls of the deceased popes who were buried there. Um, if you ever get a chance to get to St. Peter's, who knows when we can ever travel again, but when we do, <laughs> we should have another pilgrimage, because we love going to Rome and love going to St. Peter's, and, and my favorite spot in St. Peter's is right there at the tomb of St. Pope John Paul II a little side uh, altar, and you can just sit there and pray at the tomb. It's wonderful. But there are so many other popes buried there. Of course, St. Peter himself is down uh, in, uh, in, the, uh, in the crypt below St. Peter's, and there's a special uh, scavi tour you can take to get down there. But St. Pope John Paul XXIII is there, incorrupt. You can see him, uh, as are other popes. But the Holy Father yesterday prayed for all the dead in the prayers of the faithful at Mass, including the dead without face, without voice, and without name, so that God the Father may welcome them into eternal peace, and then where there is no longer either anxiety or pain. And the Holy Father said, this is the goal of hope, to go to Jesus. And, you know, we, we, we pray for our, our deceased family members, friends, loved ones, because we don't know. We don't know where they are. You know, we're 
taught by many of the uh, theologians and uh, that most people will have to make a little stop in purgatory on the way to heaven. But one of the beautiful things about purgatory is once you there, once you're there, you know there's only one way you're going, and that's to the top floor. <laughs> Just there for a while. What is purgatory? We I shared some of that with you last week. You know some of what the saints have said about purgatory. I was reading a story about Padre Pio today, where he was in uh, in in the monastery there, and all of a sudden this man walked in, and he, Padre Pio didn't know who he was, and and Padre Padre Pio said, "Who are you?" And he gave Padre Pio his name. Um, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Pietro is Peter something or other. Um, But he said, I died in this building when it was uh, a poorhouse. So the monastery that Padre Pio was in previously had been a poorhouse. And this man said, I died here. I was uh, smoking a cigar and fell asleep with the cigar in my mouth, lit and the mattress caught fire, and the the, the the poor house burned, and I perished in that. But the the man said to Padre Pio, "But I, the Lord has allowed me to come to you and beg you to say a holy mass for me that would release me from purgatory." Well, the next day, Padre Pio, well, he he did tell the soul there. He said, I'll, "I will certainly pray my mass for you tomorrow, for my mass for you tomorrow morning," and then. Uh, he went to, I guess, the registry there in town, Padre Pio did, and looked up the death records and found this man in the death records. Uh, and and um, it said he had perished, the year he had perished, and he'd perished in a fire. So Padre Pio offered the mass for him with the confidence that then that soul was released into the arms of God. So we know, and it's a beautiful thing, uh, purgatory is, that it's it's a, a wonderful opportunity that God gives us for final purification. Because we're told, Scripture tells us, that we must be holy as God, as the Father is holy, in order to get into heaven. We must be sanctified. And so purgatory offers us that opportunity. And you know, of course, this um, month of November is traditionally uh, celebrated as the month of of the poor souls in purgatory. And I did read that although uh, the traditional uh, plenary indulgence for um, this month, you could um, follow the guidelines for the indulgence. I don't have it in front of me, but um, it was always between November 1st and November 8th. You can, you can offer these, uh, make these sacrifices to gain indulgences for, for your deceased family members, loved ones. But the, the Vatican has extended that for the entire month of November now because of the restrictions that COVID has put on people. So um, that extends for the entire month. Traditionally, it is just from the first of the month to the eighth of the month. But Holy Father said yesterday, thinking in uh, today of so many brothers and sisters who have died, it would be good for us to look at cemeteries and repeat, I know that my Redeemer lives. This is the strength that gives us hope, a free gift. And then he said, the Holy Father said, may the Lord give it to all of us. And I was thinking that myself, you know, my route uh, here, um, when I come from the post office, I go to the post office and to pick up our mail, and thanks to all of you who send us your gifts, we appreciate that. I'll talk a bit more about that when we come back from break. But I do pass a cemetery on my way back from the post office here to the radio station. 
And I always like to throw off some abes there to the to the gravestones, you know, because be, these people may not have anybody to pray for them and may still be in purgatory. We don't know. So Holy Father said it would be good for us to look at cemeteries and say to ourselves and say, I know that my Redeemer lives. He who came to save us from sin and death. That the, 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 the bodies that are in those graves are just that. They're, they're bodies. They're, they're lifeless bodies. The, the individual, the soul of the individual is hopefully in the arms of Almighty God, but if not, on the way there uh, with a stop in purgatory. And we know that there also is a, another, another sad possibility that there is the possibility a soul may choose to live eternally without the love of God, and that is obviously hell. I, I can't fathom how a soul in the transition from this life into the next could reject God's mercy, knowing that he or she would spend eternity separated from God's love. That, that, that's beyond me. Because St. Faustina tells us that the Lord revealed to her that the Lord offers three times to a despairing soul that great gift of his mercy to be with him for all eternity. And even if there's an inkling of that soul beginning to understand that the Lord will do the rest to draw that soul to himself. God created us for life, not for death. I know that my Redeemer lives. And one day, brothers and sisters, we shall all be with him and reign with him. But purgatory is that great, great state of being that allows us to be purified of all that we are attached to on this world to be free with him forever in heaven. Let me take a break. When I come back, we'll go to the Holy Father's teaching from Sunday, his Angelus message on the Feast of All Saints, and also a couple things going on right now that I want to make you aware of uh, as we, again, pray for the outcome of today's election. Stay where you are. More to come on Come to Me. America, what have you done for your marriage today? It's a good question. Boy, I gave a huge hug this morning, like a really big squeeze. I took the baby while she worked. I got up with the baby while he slept. Yeah. We've actually organized a date night tonight. I cooked my husband's favorite breakfast. Well, I've done today what I usually do, and that is obey. What have you done for your marriage today? Don't forget the small stuff. Need ideas? Go to foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Communication Campaign. 
Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is, 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, Go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your Internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com. 60 Seconds with Mother Angelica. Do you know yourself? <laughs> Nobody knows himself. That's why if somebody says, why are you so impatient? You say, I'm not impatient. <laughs> or why are you so angry all the time? Who's angry? I'm never angry. <laughs> okay. We don't know ourselves. You know, I've told you that there's so many of these mystics have said that the Lord would come one day and give us a warning that we would see ourselves as He sees us. Oh, that would be a shock, huh? Somebody sent me a, a, a videotape. We watched it the other night. Uh, these people who had death experiences, they all saw this light, but what they all saw was themselves. And they were surprised. Well, if you know yourself, you wouldn't be surprised, would you? The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic Radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628, or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. From Lahaska to Long Branch. Solberry to Seaside Park. Atlantic Highlands to Allentown. Ocean Grove to Oxford Valley. Little Silver to Lower Makefield. Proclaiming the joy of the gospel on Domestic Church Catholic Radio. Welcome back. November 3rd, 2020, Election Day. Get out and vote if you haven't yet voted. And, uh, I, you know, if you live in Pennsylvania, you know, the polls are open to 8 o'clock. You can vote in person if you didn't have a chance to do it any other way. And I think a lot of people are doing that. We did it this morning. I have my I Voted sticker on my shirt. And uh, we'll see what happens, right? While we're waiting, though... Um, 
wanted to mention these things to you. Where'd they all go? I had them all in front of me. Now they're gone. Um, yeah, let's see. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, this began yesterday, actually, 8 o'clock, uh, over at St. Mary, Mother of God Church in Middletown, New Jersey. Uh, they are having, currently having, adoration for our nation. And it's going on until 9 o'clock tonight. So if you've taken care of your civic duties and you voted in everything and you're over in the Middletown area, um, you can go to adoration, pray, and join brothers and sisters in praying for our nation at St. Mary, Mother of God Parish in Middletown, New Jersey, till 9 o'clock tonight. So you can do that. Uh, Also, um, Cheryl asked me to mention to you, uh, at St. Magdalene's up in Flemington, New Jersey, in Hunterdon County. So those of you that are over in this part of the state, uh, Mercer County, Hunterdon County, you know, this area. Uh, tonight at 7 o'clock at St. Magdalene's, they're going to have a 7 o'clock mass, followed by a patriotic rosary at St. Magdalene's, and then all-night adoration. So, you know, from what you read and hear, Uh, The final results of this election may not be known uh, right away. So in the meantime, pray, pray, pray. So if you'd like, there's Holy Mass at 7 o'clock tonight up at St. Magdalene's Parish in Flemington, New Jersey, followed by a patriotic rosary, and that's followed by all-night adoration. So you can spend time with the Lord in prayer, just praying for our country. St. Mary's in Middletown uh, is happening right now. Adoration till 9 o'clock tonight uh, over there in uh, Middletown, New Jersey. That's Monmouth County. Uh, St. Magdalene's in Flemington. Mass at 7 o'clock tonight, followed by a patriotic grocery, followed by all-night adoration. So those are two that I know of. I'm sure there are more going on, but you know, nobody sent anything on our bulletin board. <laughs> they don't let us know about it. I can't announce it. I, I wish people would get back into the habit of putting things on the bulletin board because I know there are other things going on and you want people to go. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> anyway, uh, also, my brothers and sisters, you've heard us mention it and very, very important uh, for us here at the Apostolate. We are having our Radiothon 2020, <laughs> which was supposed to have. Uh, taken uh, uh, place in uh, the first week in April, but we didn't do it, obviously. It was the, the the heat of the pandemic was going on right then. So we postponed it, postponed it, postponed it. We have to have it. And it's going to take place December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. That's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, a first Friday in December, Advent. And we're going to just put the call out, cast the nets out into the deep, we have fallen short tremendously in our financial um, resources. We count on the Radiothon every year that, as I said, usually takes place either the week before Holy Week or Easter week. We didn't have it, and that Radiothon over the past number of years has represented between 40 and 45% of our annual operating budget. Well, we didn't get that this year. So we're really finding ourselves going deeper and deeper and deeper into a financial bind. We need this apostolate. I, I, I can't tell you how many emails, letters, phone calls, little notes jotted off 
over the past number of months, people have taken the time to share with us how important this apostolate has been for them throughout this pandemic, especially when the churches were, were locked up and people couldn't even go to Mass. How important domestic church media was for them. So I'm asking you, please, to open your heart, pray about it. I know a lot of people also look for end-of-year charitable donations, uh, charities to give to. We are a 501c3, so your gift is tax-deductible. But I'm putting the call out now to ask you, please, to pray about it. Consider how you can help us. Maybe there are some of you who maybe your financial planners have told you you have to make a significant charitable donation before the year's out. Please consider Domestic Church Media as the recipient of that generosity. We can't do any of this without you. You know, I, I mentioned to you soon, and the, the, the new transmitter yesterday arrived. We got a new transmitter. It was, was destroyed by the storm back in June. Insurance paid for about 75 to 80% of it. <laughs> But we're going to end up having to pay about $11,000 that we right now don't have. The transmitter's here. I'm trusting God will send it. <laughs> it's like the old Mother Angelica story. You know, all the TV equipment arrived, and Mother said, I don't have $600,000. <laughs> and somebody called her and gave her $600,000 when she needed it. Well, our call is this. Our transmitter is here. It's in the transmitter. Not hooked up yet. Our engineers are going to be working on that tomorrow. And when that new transmitter at 1260 a.m. where I am right now, when that new transmitter is, is powered up, I guarantee you, those of you who usually listen to 1260 and maybe have for the past number of months have been noticing a difference in the sound, the quality has not been that good, you're going to notice all of a sudden like, uh, hey, what happened here? It's a powerhouse, this new transmitter. But insurance only covered uh, about 80% of it because of, of uh, depreciation. So... We're going to end up paying or having to pay $11,000 that we don't have. So I'm just throwing it out there. Lord, we need $11,000 to pay for the transmitter that's already here. <laughs> I know you can do it. And I know there are people listening or watching who'd write that check. And I know also, my brothers and sisters, that when we have our Radiothon December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, you will be generous so that into 2021, we will be continue to be that shining light guiding the souls of our listeners to the heart of Christ into safe harbor. It's so important, so please pray about that. I've learned to trust in the Lord. I've been doing this for 25 years now, and I know, he says, Father, God rest his soul, Father Groeschel, Jim, the Lord will always take you right to the edge. <laughs> and so he does. And here we are again at the edge. So please pray about that. We want to make this the best radiothon ever that'll just take us and, and, and help us to get fill in the gaps that we've we've had over the past number of months with these financial shortfalls. So please pray, pray, pray for us and help us in any way you can. Okay, let's go to uh, Holy Father. This is uh, from Sunday, the Angelus message for All Saints Day. He and the Holy Father encouraged everyone to follow the model of the saints who pursued virtue in contradiction to the ways of the world and thus give witness to Christian hope. There's that word again, hope. Holy Father said, choosing purity, meekness, and mercy, choosing to entrust oneself to the Lord in, the, in poverty of spirit and in affliction, 
dedicating oneself to justice and peace. All this means going against the current in respect to the world's mentality, in respect to the culture of possessing, of meaningless fun, of arrogance against the weakest. This is the evangelical path taken by the saints and the blesseds. Now notice he said, going against the culture of meaningless fun. <laughs> We're called to be joyful people. Don't you think the saints in heaven are filled with that wonderful joy of beatitude, of beatific vision, of seeing the Lord as he truly is, of being there among all those who had gone before them, being reunited with family and friends for all eternity. The great joy. And I, I know I've, I've, I've shared this with you, but we, I've, I've had the great uh, honor of knowing uh, individuals who were vice postulators for the cause of uh, an individual's canonization. Uh, uh, of happy memory, our friend Father Andrew Apostoli was the vice postulator for the cause of uh, canonization for uh, Archbishop Sheen. Our my good friend Father Tim Byerly is the vice postulator for the cause of uh, canonization for Maria Esperanza. And I remember Father Andrew telling me in one of our interviews we did here with him that the first thing that they look for when considering a, an individual for canonization, opening up the cause, was, was this person a joyful person when he or she walked the earth? You know, we could be uh, brought down immensely by all the, the things that the world is throwing at us. You know, the world is, is uh, under the thumb of the prince of this world. But those who live a life of heroic virtue live it in joy. Because we know this is just, we're just passing through here, Right? And we know, of course, that uh, the, the canon of the saints, the list of the saints that the church has determined are in heaven, is not limited to that list, that there are far more saints in heaven that are on the list, the canon of the church. We know that. They have to be. <laughs> So your grandmother, your brother, your mom, people who have passed from this life into the next who are now in heaven are saints. And that means we're all called, if we all want to get to heaven, we're all called to be saints. And we may be living right now a life of heroic virtue that will never, ever be officially recognized by the church. But God sees it. God sees it. God knows. And he knows if we're a joyful person. And why wouldn't we be joyful in this life, knowing that ultimately as we pass through this life, no matter what the world throws at it, the harshest and hardest ways of life that we have to suffer through, the disappointments, the illnesses, the, 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 the sadness, all the, the, the things of this world that, that bring us down in our human condition will all pass away. Every tear will be wiped away. 
There'll be no more separation. There'll be no more illness or sadness or sin. We will live a life of eternal bliss, happiness, peace, joy. And Holy Father said that this is the evangelical path taken by the saints. He said this feast day, and again, this was Sunday, All Saints Day. This feast day reminds us of the personal and universal vocation to holiness and proposes sure models for this journey that each person walks in a unique way, in an unrepeatable way. And he pointed out, the Holy Father did, to the saints' uniqueness and their inexhaustible variety of gifts and real-life stories. Each one of us has their own personality and developed uh, their own life of holiness according to their own personality. Each one of us can do it, taking this path, meekness, meekness, uh, please, and we will head toward holiness. And, you know, you've noticed, and I've noticed, I'm sh- you've noticed, I'm sure, that we're seeing a lot of contemporary saints, because we know we have John Paul II, Mother Teresa, John the 23rd. I mean, we were all, most of us were alive during their time on earth. Uh, um, St. Gianna. But also seeing young people, right? We're seeing these young saints who lived in the 70s and 80s and 90s and 2000s, giving great witness, especially to young people, that even in a world that can be so hostile to young people trying to live a moral and virtuous and chaste life, because it is. The young people today are so bombarded with things and ways of the world to lure them into uh, an unholy life. And these wonderful modern-day saints, young saints, who overcame that and give great witness to their peers, especially during these times that uh, are so difficult uh, when it comes to trying to live a, a virtuous and chaste life in this world. And, you know, we, we, we returned our dear sister in Christ, uh, Maria Middleton, to the Lord's arms uh, just about a month ago when Maria was called home and... Um, you know, her, her parents, dear friends of ours personally, but also here on the uh, board of directors uh, at, at Domestic Church Media, Brian and Susan Middleton, um, still in their mourning, uh, but have discovered things that Maria has written, had written uh, when she was with us along the path and the journey of her illness uh, that are very powerful. And I, I, I'm saying now, of course, there's nothing, there's been no official cause opened. But I, 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 I'm saying to any of you who have young people in your family, your life, whether it be children or grandchildren, who are struggling with the world and in the world, to pray to Maria Middleton for her intercession on their behalf. That, that is what she saw as a great mission of hers, even when she was with us in her suffering, but even more so and more powerfully now, in her glory. Pray to her and let us know 
let us know. If you're firm in, in praying to her, I, I do believe we have uh, cards here, by the way, um, from Maria's funeral. We have a beautiful stack, a stack of beautiful cards, and we'll be happy to send them to you if, you if you'd like, if you want to just read her words and, and, and begin to invoke her intercession for the needs of, of your loved ones, especially your young people. That's a mission, and will be her eternal mission. She believed, and we believe. So don't be afraid to request them. We'll send them to you. We're always sending out. We'd love to send, we'd love to send you prayers and cards. Uh, but again, this is from All Saints Day, which we celebrated on Sunday. Uh, Holy Father focused on meekness, uh, being a characteristic of, of Jesus himself, who said, learn from me, because I'm meek and humble of heart. And uh, Holy Father said, the meek, though not appreciated by the world, are, the pr- are precious in God's eyes. God gives them the promised land as an inheritance, that is, life eternal. You know, my friends, as we, as we go through this life, <laughs> and we all know, like this morning, you know, we're standing outside. It was cold and windy, and uh, my back is getting better. I had a little episode about, a, about three and a half weeks ago where I um, aggravated my sciatica. <laughs> But the older you get, you know, the longer it takes for these things to get better. Slowly getting better. But I have to use the cane sometimes when I walk now because it hurts. But so the line was long, and Cheryl and I were standing out there and we were saying, you know, I said, oh, you know, what? I'm just going to stand here. And I'm going to offer it up. <laughs> offer it up for God's will to be done in this election. You know, we learn that, right? We learn our suffering in this world is temporary, it's not permanent. It will eventually one day be a, a far memory. But while we're here, the Lord gives us many opportunities to become holy, even through our personal sufferings, whatever they might may, and might be. It's the wonderful teaching of our church. It's a wonderful example that the saints have given us. How many of these saints that we read about that are favorite saints of yours lived a life that involved great suffering throughout their life? And all it did was, and all suffering does, if you look at it the right way and accept it from God, that it draws you closer to Christ, to be able to unite yourself even closer to him in his suffering and the suffering that he uh, did for us and our salvation. You know, the devil would love us to avoid suffering. You know, don't suffer. You don't have to suffer like this, especially when it comes to Sadly, you know, when 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 women find out that they're uh, pregnant and had not planned to be pregnant in one for one reason or another, the devil would love you to get rid of it. It's going to make you suffer. But we know that there is such a thing, you know. In well, of course, in that situation, it's just the gift of life. But physical suffering, you know, that we have to go through. My back, you know, your legs, whether you all have these things. That we know through the heart and mind of the church, that we take on the heart and mind of Christ, and we we know that there's great value to, to some of that, to, to suffering when you when you when we unite it with the Lord's. The Holy Father, again, talking about meekness, uh, said at this moment in life, even in the world, there is so much aggressiveness in everyday life as well. For the first thing that comes out of us is aggression, defensiveness. We need meekness to pro- uh, progress on the path to holiness, to listen, to respect, uh, 
to not attack. You know, he talks about that, that, that humility that we're called to have in life. And he also drew attention to the second beatitude on Sunday. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. This seems contradictory, Pope Francis said, because mourning is not a sign of joy and happiness. And he listed some of the reasons for mourning, such as the suffering and death, illness, moral adversity, sin and mistakes, just even everyday life. The Holy Father said, marked by fragility, weakness, and difficulties, a life at times wounded by and pained by ingratitude, misunderstanding. But the Holy Father said, Jesus is proclaiming blessed all those who trust in the Lord despite everything, who don't harden their hearts in response to pain, but patiently hope for God's comfort. You know, so in this, again, in this this world, we're not meant to be here. We were created to be with God for all eternity. We're in this world, not to be of it, but to be in it and bring the light of Christ to everyone we meet in whatever way that might be, to be that shining light, to be that light that guides people to the heart of Christ, to give them comfort in their affliction, in their mourning, in their suffering, to give them hope in life, to know that this isn't the end. This is just a passing through, that we're on our way to something that uh, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it even entered the mind, what God has in store for those who love him. And that ultimate sanctification, that ultimate holiness, is when we will be with God for all eternity. We will be saints among all the other blessed in heaven. That's the goal. That's the anchor that hope is. All right, I got to go. Get out and vote. Let's pray. Don't forget tonight, St. Magdalene, 7 o'clock, there's Mass, and then a, uh, a, a patriotic rosary at St. Magdalene's in, in Flemington, followed by all-night adoration. There's also adoration for our nation going on right now at St. Mary, Mother of God Church in Middletown until 9 o'clock tonight. Uh, okay, have a great rest of your day. Uh, God willing, I'll be with you tomorrow. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you.